and welcome to another episode of Your Money in 20, a podcast by your friends at Woodward Financial Advisors. I'm Victor Colella, Certified Financial Planner and Wealth Advisor here at Woodward, and I am joined today by two of my esteemed colleagues, Jess and Ronnie. Jess, why don't you introduce yourself since you are a first-time podcast guest? Thanks for having me, Vic. Um, my name's Jess Hobbs-Mullins, and I'm the Client Experience Specialist here at Woodward. I work in operations behind the scenes, and you've probably had an email or two from me. Yeah, right. And Ronnie, you're not a first-time guest, but a very experienced uh, veteran of one other podcast. Say hi to everyone. Introduce yourself. Vic, thank you for acknowledging how seasoned I am. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, my name is Ronnie Flieger. I am also a certified financial planner and a wealth advisor here at Woodward. Okay, so our podcast today is all about real estate, Uh, what we're seeing in the market, and you may be thinking, why are they talking about real estate? They aren't realtors, and you'd be right. So we aren't realtors, but many of our clients buy houses, as you may imagine, and we're in one way, shape, or form a part of those transactions. So we've been seeing a lot over the last couple of years that, frankly, is a little bit weird. Uh, and anyone who's been out there in the market has either heard about this or experienced this themselves. So we're going to really focus on a few questions. So what's going on out there? Is now a good time to buy or sell, depending on what side of that you're on? And of course, will it last, which is the, the next question that I think we naturally all would ask. But before I jump in, I want to start with a disclaimer that this podcast is for educational purposes only. So If you're looking for tax advice, legal advice, or investment advice, you're going to need to check with your professionals in each department. So your attorney, your CPA, or your financial advisor. So having said that, I'm going to start with what's going on. And Ronnie, why don't you just give us sort of a high-level summary of, of what's happening out there? Thanks, Vic. So what is going on in the real estate market? It's a seller's market. What does that mean? It means that inventory is really, really low. So there's a lot of folks or significantly more people looking to buy houses than there are currently willing to sell them, right? So almost every house that goes on the market, they're getting multiple offers because there's so many buyers and not enough sellers. Yeah. The way I always like to think about that is that seller's market means it's really good to be a seller, which if there's more buyers than sellers, that makes sense. Yes. And to Vic's and Ronnie's point, the inventory is very, very low at the at this point in time. Um, some data that we pulled from the National Association of Realtors backs that up. The total housing inventory at the end of November last year amounted to 1.11 million units, which was down 9.8% from October of last year and down 13.3% from one year ago. The unsold inventory sat at a 2.1 month supply at the current sales pace, which was a decline from both the prior month and from one year ago. So inventory is definitely low. So not that many houses, but a lot of people that want to buy them. Now, Jess, you've recently purchased a house. uh, And I think your experience is actually a pretty decent illustration of what's going on out there. Do you want to do you want to share? Sure. I can tell everyone about the struggle bus. Um, (laughs) To be honest, everybody, I was a first time um, home buyer in this market, which is an interesting time to be a first time home buyer. 
Um, if you're coming into this market from past experience, I would say things are very different for sure. Um, it took months and months of searching, even with the help of a very good professional realtor. Things like being able to show up for a listing um, the day of were a necessity, essentially. You weren't able to go on a Saturday and look at six houses with your realtor like you could in the past. These days, you had to jump on something within 24 hours. Um, the ability to win a bidding war was a whole other kind of beast than in the past, from what I'm told. Had to bring a lot of cash to close, and had to spend a lot of mental energy just trying to find the right place that I could lay my head at night. So definitely a difficult uh, time to buy a home. But at the end of the day, I found my perfect place and I'm very pleased. So, Thanks, Jess. And, and we're, of course, glad that you're not homeless. Um, that, that always helps. But I, I want to just mention that, you know, Jess, you're a first time home buyer, but that story. So lots of buyers for every one house, highly competitive, have to bring a lot of cash to closing. We're seeing that all up and down the market. So for first time home buyers, all the way up through folks who are buying their fifth house uh, at much higher price points, uh, same story, low inventory, uh, you know, rising prices, uh, et cetera. So that takes us, I think, to our next sort of question here, which is, I'm going to ask Ronnie, is now a good time to buy or sell? Yeah, it depends, which is such a classic response. Um, but it really does depend. So it depends on your personal circumstances, right? So it may make sense for one person to buy, but not for someone else, right? It should be a function of your personal life um, and what things look like for you in the short and long term. Do you want to be in the same place for the next several years? Are you looking to move five times in the next two years, right? So there's all these different things that you need to consider in addition to just general financial planning, right? What makes sense for you? I will say um, the one thing that definitely shouldn't dictate whether or not you make this decision to buy or to sell is what's currently happening in the real estate market, right? Just because the real estate market is hot um, doesn't mean that that should be the driving factor that helps you make the decision as to whether or not to buy or sell. So we've been hearing a lot of different things uh, from buyers and sellers, right? We, we work with folks on both ends. Um, here's a few things that we've been hearing from the buyer's perspective. So the first is, you know, I should buy now before it gets more expensive, right? Real estate prices have just gone up. Um, and people feel like they need to buy in now before they're, you know, priced out of a, a particular kind of home that they want. Uh, so that's something that we're hearing pretty frequently. Yeah, Ronnie. And to that extent, it looks like the data pretty much backs that up. Um, the median existing home price for housing types in November of last year was 353900 which was up 13.9% from November of 2020, when it was just 310800 As prices increased in each region, um, with the highest pace of appreciation in the South, where we live, of course, um, this marked 117 straight months of year-over-year -year increases, the longest-running streak on record. So people are definitely feeling the heat as the home prices increase, and uh, the math is definitely backing that up. 
Another thing that we're hearing some folks say is that interest rates are low and that that should be a you know factor into their decision as to whether or not to buy. So yeah, it's true. Interest rates are low, but it's also been true for a while, right? This isn't something that happened overnight yesterday and is going to be gone tomorrow. Interest rates have been low for a little while and the prices reflect those low interest rates. Yeah, it's, it's worth mentioning, Ronnie, that the two are connected, prices and interest rates. You know, as interest rates climb, that that tends to change uh, because it's harder for folks to get financing. It tends to affect. It's not an obvious one to one, but the two are connected. Yeah, that's right. The other thing that we're hearing people say is that they have FOMO. So what is FOMO? FOMO is fear of missing out, right? So it's seeing other people doing something and feeling like you kind of have to hop on the same bandwagon. Um, we've been hearing from lots of folks that, you know, the real estate market is really hot right now. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that in the headlines over the past year, year and a half. And because of that, people feel like they need to buy in, right? It's this, you know, desire that they have to do it, this strong pull to do something um, because they're seeing that things are so hot. Um, oftentimes, when we're talking to folks about that, they may be seeing this more as an investment, right? So if I, I buy now, the price is only going to go up, up, up over time. Um, you know, this kind of reminds me a little bit of GameStop. So in the semi-recent past, some of you may recall that uh, the GameStop um, stock skyrocketed, right? And when the general public kind of caught wind of this, a lot of people wanted to buy it and it pushed the price up, right? Everyone wanted to hop on the bandwagon. Um, a similar thing is happening in the real estate market right now in some regard. Folks are feeling like they need to jump on that ba- that bandwagon and, and buy in because it's so hot. So Ronnie, it, it is worth mentioning that the buyer's perspective and the seller's perspective sometime are the same person if you're buying a house and selling one. But could you talk a little bit about the other side of that coin? So what are sellers saying? Yeah, absolutely. So from the seller's perspective, one of the things we're hearing is that, hey, it's a seller's market, so I should sell my house, right? That means I'm going to have a little bit uh, more uh, leeway or power in the situation, right? You know, there's going to be five people or 10 or 20 that want to buy my house, so I should go ahead and sell it. And yeah, while that may be true, if you decide to sell your house now, you're going to have some of that that power when it comes to negotiating, you also still need a place to live. So if you sell your home, you also become the buyer, right, on the flip side, or you're enter- entering the rental market, which is uh, just as hot, honestly, depending on where you're living. So either way, you still need a home to go to to sleep at night. Um, you don't want to be homeless. <laughs> you definitely no. don't want to be homeless. Um, and to illustrate... Ronnie's point about that, something that I kept seeing back and forth during my process of buying a home was that people were trying to buy a house with nowhere to go. And thus they were plagued with having to find storage units to stuff all of their stuff and couldn't find storage units because everyone was selling. And um, interestingly enough, a fact that kind of illustrates that is that the global self-storage market um, was valued at $48.2 billion in 2020, and it's now expected to reach a value of $64.71 billion by 2026. Um, the growth in that industry is just skyrocketing, and it 
is in part because people are trying to find places to put their stuff while they're moving. So interesting times. So another thing to think about from the seller's perspective is that it may actually be a good time to sell if it's a vacation home, right? So if it's a second home and it's not your primary residence, and if it's a home that you've been thinking about selling for a little while or knew that you wanted to sell in the next few years anyways, right? So if it's something that long-term you didn't want to keep, now may be a good time to sell that, right? You still have a primary residence, so you still have a place to live, um, and selling that home now may make sense. However, to Jess's point, you still have stuff in that home, Uh, so you may need to find a storage unit for some of those things or find a way to unload those items. And and I think one thing worth mentioning here, and this will transition us into our last question, which is, will it last? Is that what we're hearing a lot from our clients who are talking about this is this sort of bubble mentality. You you have buyers who are saying, I've got to buy now because the price is going to continue going up. So they're saying, it's going to last and I need to get it and buy a house before it does. Sellers are saying, I got to sell now while the market's hot, which is implying that it won't last in a sense, right? Uh, so I think what a lot of folks are remembering is 2008. So the answer to the will it last question is, first of all, I want to say we have no idea. We, are, we don't have a crystal ball and we don't even try and predict it, which is why we say let your financial planning dictate what you do. But I think it's worth remembering 2008 here. So 2008 was a global housing crisis. Economic collapse resulted from it. And it was sort of the last time we had a housing bubble where prices from uh, in real estate went down. So let's take a quick look at what happened in 2008. Why? So there was an oversupply of houses. So developers went crazy. We were building houses left and right. And what that did was sort of create this oversupply of houses that eventually led to, you know, sort of flooding the market and there was a collapse in prices. So oversupply was a big issue. Is that true today? No, it's quite the opposite. It's an undersupply. So we talked about inventory being low. So we know that's not the same from 2008. Another thing that happened in 2008 was easy lending. Anybody could get a loan. Uh, and and I think that one of my favorite illustrations out there is uh, I'm going to endorse a movie, which is The Big Short, where they illustrate this sort of just about anybody could get a mortgage for a house, whether it's their first, second or third mortgage. And that is very much not true today. So the correction that came after 2008, right reg- from a regulatory standpoint and reg- regulation of banks, mortgage lending practices have tightened up dramatically. It's not nearly as easy to get a mortgage as it once was. Um, and you certainly have to have income and, and all those things that mean that you can pay back your mortgage. So that's not the same today. Back then you saw a lot of variable rate mortgages. Today you're seeing mostly fixed rate mortgages or, or a higher proportion of fixed rate versus variable than what you were seeing back then. And part of that is because we do have low interest rates and you want to lock those in for a long time. And then last but certainly not least, you had back then you could buy a house with almost no money down. So really low down payments. The opposite is true today. You almost have to come to closing with cash uh, instead of a finance uh, financing situation where you have a mortgage. That makes you competitive to the extent that you actually can get an offer accepted on a house. So 
down the line, today is not 2008. I'm not saying that's the only way that a bubble can exist, but from what we can see and from what our real estate professionals that we talk about, that we talk with about this, they're saying there's no obvious reason that this isn't going to last because the inventory problem takes some time to sort itself out. Um, so basically, the laws of gravity don't necessarily apply to real estate. Just because it goes up doesn't mean it must come down. I, I think I, I think we've covered a lot of stuff here. I want to give us plenty of time to sort of wrap it up and have sort of a concluding thought. I'll Actually, I'll come back. I'll do the last one. Jess, why don't you start? What's your concluding thought for everyone? If you're to leave everyone with one thing as sort of a takeaway from this conversation. Yeah, to Vic's um, question, I would say the most important thing you could do to be successful in this market is to come into it almost like you're walking into the dating world. Um, it's important that you come in with realistic expectations. Um, <laughs> I know I've definitely been guilty of not doing that in the past. But if you want to be successful, you can't come into this market expecting things to go the way they did in the past and by having a laundry list of must-haves. You need to be realistic with yourself, and that may include leaving enough time to buy, um, setting the expectation internally with yourself that you may not get the first house that you want or even the third house that you want. And that you're likely going to have to get into a bidding war. So make sure you have your max amount in mind and come into the whole scenario with a realistic expectation. Thanks, Jess. What about you, Ronnie? So if you've committed to this, right, if you've committed to buying or selling a house in this market, I would tell folks to make sure that you partner with a great real estate professional, right? Someone that knows what they're doing that season and that can help you navigate what's probably going to be a pretty crazy experience. That's perfect. And, and and I'll leave sort of with one more takeaway, which is don't try and time the market, especially if you're both selling and buying a house. You know, let your life dictate the timing of your transactions and, and make sure you don't sell without a place to live uh, or store your things. Because uh, as Jess mentioned earlier, the uh, self storage units may not be easy to find. So, you know, let your life dictate when you do this, not, not what the market is supposed to be doing. On that note, I think that wraps up another episode here, Your Money in 20. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, and of course, we'd always love to hear from you about future topics you think would be helpful. So we encourage you to go to our website at woodwardadvisors.com. If you want to send us a topic, go to the Let's Talk page and put podcast in the subject of the message and you could send that and we'll receive it and hopefully work that into the future. While you're on our website, check out our social media. At the bottom of the page, you'll see links to our social media. And, and of course, there's other great content on there that you can check out. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we hope to see you next time.